everybody thank you for tuning into my podcast keeping it real with caramel as we say 100 i have miss carla on the line how are you fine thank you delighted to be with you and your audience thank you so much so tell the audience just a little bit about you like where you're from don't tell them too much because we're going to go in detail about it but tell them where you're from and something they don't know about you Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm the daughter of a, of a military family, so my father was himself a colonel in the Air Force. We traveled all over the place, so I'm from everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> and uh, and I adore collecting antique marbles, riding horses, and baking. Oh my God, baking is my favorite. I can't bake, but as long as you can bake, I try to bake, but every time I bake, my cake go flat. Do you enjoy eating homemade baked goods? Yes. Okay, so when we're done here, you give me your address, and I will mail you some homemade from scratch cookies just to say thank you. Ooh, so exciting. And I want to say, that. that sounds good. And I just want to say thank you for, for your service as well. Uh, it was an amazing 30 years. Amazing. So that's what I was going to ask you next. You spent 30 years active duty. And then you did 15 years of federal agent, right? And yeah, and I'm I'm still working with the federal government, so so you know I, I'll sleep when I'm dead. In the meantime, I'm having too much fun with with the day job and with this right to influence stuff. I'm I'm helping so many people, mm-hmm. and and that's what gives me the energy. Yeah, but you stayed for 30 years. That's a long time. So you must enjoy what you was doing when you was I in the military. It. I loved it. Wow. I, d- I decided on the Air Force when I was at Air Force Intelligence, specifically Air Force Intelligence, when mm-hmm. I was in seventh grade. Seventh grade is when I chose my course, and I just, I stuck to it. Going through college, you didn't get all the college boyfriends. I said, don't even think about it. I'm <laughs> on my way. I am joining the Air Force. Awesome. And now you're an entrepreneur, a speaker, an author. So what made you decide that you want to speak to other people about you know, um, make positive things to inspire and motivate. There was one pivotal moment in my life that changed my life and it's changed uh, countless others. When I was a lieutenant colonel, I was a squadron commander. That meant I was in charge uh, of a unit. My unit had 480 really sharp people. This was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. When I arrived, when I arrived at that assignment, my unit was the most losing unit in the entire state for professional quarterly and annual awards. What that meant is really deserving, talented young people were, were getting passed over for these awards because their bosses could not write winning packages. They deserved them, but the bosses couldn't tell their story. So because your boss can't write well, you lose. And so it was, it was having a devastating effect on, on careers, on, on families. So that's why I took, I took three days and I, I sequestered myself in a beach cabin. I analyzed my writing because it's a God-given gift I, I can write. And I turned, I, I turned my methodology into a, a small handbook and a one-hour class. I taught my guys how to write. And in no time, we were sweeping the awards. I mean, we were taking... <laughs> that is awesome, though. <laughs> it, was, it was, I mean, it was like, huzzah, huzzah. <laughs> and so the 
the other units on the island said, Colonel Bass, could you teach us too? And my first thought, which I kept to myself, was, well, crap, there goes my competitive edge. But, but of course, I taught them. And what really blew me away was how, how I call it a vacuous need, how widespread the need was to learn how to write that way. Because wherever I went for the next 15 years, this little workshop followed me. So, so people, I taught it at people's request for 15 years, and and I still get testimonials from people that said, Colonel Bass, if it hadn't been for, I wouldn't have been able to, and that's, that's the story behind where I am now. That's awesome, and now you have a book called Right to Influence, mm-hmm. and so so tell tell the, um, the listeners about that book. So when I retired, I, you know, this, this ability to write, this ability to help people, is, it's in my soul. I can't describe it any more poignantly than that. Mm-hmm. So I had two choices. I would I, I either get it out of my soul, translate this into a book that, that students and, and corporations and NGOs that everybody can use, not just military, or I would just flush it and, and, and not do anything with it. Well, I could not not do anything with I had to write the book. So the first, the first edition came out in 2017. Um, it won four awards, and then I, I began teaching workshops to all sorts of different audiences on here's how you write college application essays, here's how you write the resumes, here's how you write, here's how you write. Mm-hmm. So I taught workshops for two years, and then I took all of that material, turned that workshop material into new chapters, and that's what constitutes the second edition, which has 70, I think 70 more pages than the, the first edition does. Wow! If you want, if you want to write a grant submission, go to the book. If you want to give a, a presentation, you know, a briefing, go to the book. There's so many daily applications of how powerful writing helps you. Uh, if they're in, that's part three of the book. Oh wow, that's nice because a lot of people don't know how to to do like you know a lot of things when it comes to writing. Um, how to get write proposals or a resume or something like that you know um wow so i I know go ahead no go ahead i'm sorry yeah the the lesson the number one lesson that i learned coming out of out of hawaii out of the 324th intelligence squadron and this is my battle cry today is that powerful writing changes lives it will open doors to opportunity that otherwise would remain closed so you, for example, could be the most the most talented person for a given job. I mean, hands down, you mm-hmm. could be the best. But if the competition is better at writing their resume, you lose, and so does the employer because the employer accidentally hired the wrong person because you couldn't tell your story powerfully enough. So that's what I teach people how to do how to write the resume, how to write the, the cover letter that goes with mm-hmm. it, the, the post-interview thank you note. Um, and, and it's so easy. If you learn how to write this way once, it applies to everything, even for you know writing blogs, writing fiction, uh, writing the grant submissions. Learn how to write powerfully once and you are set for life. And that's, that's good. That sounds good because that's true because writing is everything. Because once you present a resume, that's that's you you know you're you're telling the story of yourself this is what you know your experience and everything that goes on with it and then that's you so that's the first thing that yeah that's the first thing they see is that 
know how to tell the story. Yeah, exactly. And I know that um, you have you talk about several topics when you speak and, and stuff like that. So I have a couple of topics that I want you to you know talk about with me. Um, and one of the topics is called increased sales. How do people increase their sales? Well, first, first of all, you have to know the target audience. And then you have to know what that audience wants. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I, I'm just now working on my, I send a newsletter out to, uh, twice monthly. And the, the anchor article for this next newsletter is how to write a, a catchy call to action. So to, to come back to your question, how do you increase sales? You need to have a powerful, catchy, knock them across the jaw call to action. And the way you get that powerful call to action is you you're, you identify what it is that you are unique. What are you uniquely offering them? And then you look at it from the audience's perspective. How will they benefit? Mm-hmm. So in all of these things that you write, to include the resume, you don't say the resume, look at me, I'm so talented, A, B, C, D. You look at the employer. Here's your needs. Here's how I can help you. Here's how I can fill these needs that you've identified in the in the uh, job vacancy announcement for marketing yourself. What is it that the audience needs? What is the consumer out there looking for? And then you tailor your message to to target specifically that need in a language that the audience understands. Oh, that makes sense. And then another one is nail that dream job. So how do you nail the dream job? With the resume or the way you're marketing yourself or so yeah there, there, there are several pieces to that the first thing and this is this is the cardinal rule for all writing you have to know the audience mm-hmm. so the first thing you do in nailing that dream job is you do the research on on the company so let's say you found a company for which you'd like to work i want to go work for amazon for example well i do my homework i, I find out where the local offices are what their needs are who their customers are what their uh, initiatives may be i i i, I do a little bit of a paper on Amazon so I understand exactly who they are, where they are, and what they need. And then I line up what my capabilities are, what I've done in the past, the impact, the, the differences that I've made in my various jobs that would apply to those um, qualifications that this particular job application is seeking. So you've got the first bushel basket is mm-hmm. all the information you gathered about the, the prospective employer. Second bushel basket is all of your accomplishments that parallel, that, that, that correlate to those needs. And then you play the great match game. You match them up. Okay, I did action A, this, this, it, it fits with what they need. Action B, yep, that fits with what they need too. And after you've got all those things lined up, let's say you've got 20 different um, accomplishments from previous jobs that apply to Amazon, then you have to draw a cut line. I call it, you have to triage it and you identify the most important of those because you've only got maybe a page, two pages max. And, and so everything else falls off in the cutting room floor. So you have to triage and identify which of those things that you, you've accomplished are the most impactful, which would most interest that, that employer. And those are the things that you put into the resume. Mm-hmm. And one more thought on the resume, it's one of the biggest mistakes people make are the verbs. So, so I have a list. I want you to listen. These are the opening words all from one resume. And, and I want you and your listeners to, to listen and hear how these snag 
And if you were the employer and you're reading these these opening books, what would your response be? So okay. Here we go. Okay. Responsible for, solely responsible for, provide coordination, responsible for, coordinate, contributor of, provides analysis, develop and maintain, provide support, responsible for, responsible for. Those are straight in sequence from a particular resume. And so what that individual has done is told the employer nothing about what he or she has accomplished because responsible for doesn't mean you actually did something. It just says you were responsible for it. You have to do oh. Did you do it well or did you screw it up? I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the verbs that you want to use in resumes are hard-hitting, specific, directed, impacted, developed, partnered with, implemented, um, you know, verbs such as that, and then they should be followed with hard-hitting, specific facts. Wow, yeah, I, I see, because when you say you're responsible for it, it means like you're responsible for it, but it doesn't tell you that, that was you doing it, or exactly. was, yeah, so. So, so. so everybody should look for their, go through your resumes, and if you've got responsible for, purge that, and tell the reader, what did you actually do? Now, now, here's one more thought on resumes, because this is something else that people often miss, and it'll kill you. Imagine, imagine that you're playing tennis, mm -hmm. and so you, you've, you've just thrown the ball in the air, and I'm right-handed, so you swing, and your arm is now perpendicular to your shoulder. You've hit the ball, and that's where you stop. Okay, if for a successful swing, you carry it all the way through, right? Right. So, so here's the parallel with the resume. Here's, here's a bullet. Um, it only tells half the story because it doesn't add the details that complete that tennis swing. So here you go. Developed and taught a recurring class for corporate pay and travel processors. Okay, on the surface it sounds good. Developed and taught. Those are good verbs. But the questions that that begs, the key is don't leave, don't have the person asking questions. You want to know... How often did she teach the course? How many people attended? What was the duration of it? What happened as a result of all of her teaching? So here is the after version. Developed, initiated, because this was her idea, she just didn't claim credit. Developed, initiated, and taught a monthly half-day class for 35 people in the company's finance department. The two sub-bullets reduced payroll errors by 10% the first quarter alone revitalized a customer service program, expedited response time to inquiries by 18%. Oh, yeah, that's way different. All right, so a huge difference. So yeah. if you remember the tennis swing, so look at every one of your resume bullets and make sure that you've added those critical details that complete the story so the reader, see the details provide the prospective employer a mental yardstick to understand what it is you're trying to say. And if you don't provide that mental yardstick, he or she isn't going to grasp the significance because you haven't told them. No way, that's true. That's true. The resume is very important. And um, I have to go look at my resume because I want to make sure that I, had, I got it right because I might have it wrong. So because I, I might said responsible. I mean, you know, because I thought that that was a good way to write it. So maybe I need to go back on that a little bit. And so what is your next plans? Like, what do you have next, you know, in the air? Um, two, two big, big projects. So actually three. So I'm, I'm developing a web-based training course 
the title of this thing is called Catapult Your Career. And, and it will talk about the resume, um, the cover letter, uh, strategizing the job interview, the post-interview thank you note, um, several skills that you, so once you've got the job, several skills you need to be able to develop so that you ace the job, you keep that boss so happy because you can do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then next after that comes the input to your performance review. And then it caps off with uh, with 10 tips on how to get promoted based on my 30 years in the Air Force. So that's the first project. I'm, I'm about halfway done with that. I'm developing a, a workbook with, with many, many more exercises in my before-after analysis example um, that will accompany that. Um, so that's, that's another project. Uh, I'm always looking for, for teaching opportunities. I just gave a wonderful webinar. They said it, not I. Um, to the American, <laughs> right. American Medical Writers Association on, uh, on um, resumes. And then I, uh, I just finished one up with McCormick and Company, the spice company. God bless them. I use their products so much. <laughs> they have a, sub, a subgroup called the Young Professionals. Which okay. Is company. Okay. And so I gave, them, I gave them a virtual workshop on here's how you do, do the input to the performance reviews. So I'm always looking for opportunities. Uh, SCORE. I, I helped out SCORE, which is a, a, a small business um, organization. It's an organization that helps small businesses. Yeah. So I've got another another presentation on powerful writing for professionals because powerful writing is the lifeblood for successful business if you can't write like this you can't market yourself you can't nail the contracts you can't you can't you can't so so this has so many applications and then uh, the, the newsletters so, so I'm always working on the um, the newsletter these things are short and sweet no surprise there and I value my readers time so these newsletters are, are I've put so much work into the corner of the, the, the anchor article for these things so if your readers are interested in getting on my mailing list for this thing just email me at Carla at write to influence.net w-r-i-t-e write to influence.net I promise they won't be disappointed in this thing Awesome, awesome. And so how can everybody contact you besides that on your website? Yeah, the, uh, the website is writetoinfluence.net. Everything, everything I do, all my various programs, the, the different webinars, my coaching, private coaching opportunities um, are described there. There's one, one page I would direct your, your listeners to. It's called Free Tips. On that Free Tips page, um, I have listed all of the the podcast, the TV, the radio interviews that I've done, uh, multiple articles that I've had published in various venues, hard copy and online, that talk to some of these specific issues, like the, the resumes and so forth. Right. It's, it's a virtual library for, for everybody right there on the free tips page. That's awesome. That's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, Miss Carla. And thank you for being on my podcast. Um, this is very informative information because a lot of people don't know how to write resumes. I'm thinking I don't even know how to write a resume. Okay, because you, you then told me, I, like, the way you, I have to go back and look at my resume because I know my resume doesn't sound like it's supposed to. Well, learn how to tell your own story powerfully and, oh, my golly, the places you can go. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and look at it and see what it says, you know, because I need to be powerful, you know. And um, I just want to say thank you. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you.
Thank you so much. You're a dear, and I appreciate your your listeners' time. All right. Thank you. Okay. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>